everyone and welcome to our weekly podcast that I am losing the name of. Day 4 Devotion. Day 4 Devotion. Uh, you know what? I come up with a nickname for it all the time for Unraveled and all these other things. <laughs> I, I, think it's what, I think it's what our two lo uh, loyal viewers call it. Is yes, it's Unraveled. And I know that's the case because the two loyal viewers are you and I. That's no, I know there's more of you out there. We, we know them as mom and dad. Um, <laughs> the... It's it's amazing to me how, you know, obviously we, we talk about the things that we're going to talk about before we talk about them. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just something about hitting that that live button that all of a sudden you just, your brain falls out. You're just like, okay, it's like there's there's nerves and, and I don't understand it because... I don't have that problem, but I've, I've noted that you've had it uh, on, on numerous occasions. And, and, uh, you know, I've, I don't see as much of the comments, but I get a lot of inbox messages. Yes. Yeah, I, I, by the fact that you call them inbox messages just tells me how many of them that you get. Yeah, um, let's be honest, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what, that's what that's what's kind of interesting. It's kind of good to hit hit the live button and kind of have the, uh, I don't know, the stupid flow out for just a moment. Because honestly, what we want to do here every week is just have a conversation. Absolutely. Right? And, and hopefully that's, that's what we're getting, um, you know. I don't think anybody is is listening to this thinking, "Wow, these guys sure are super scripted and prepared." Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because uh, you know the reason I use that phrase "inbox messages" and I use kind of a wrong one is because I what I wanted to start off today uh, in our passage was was to talk about uh, you know terms that we use that are kind of off. This past week, the, the term that we uh, were talking about was this word uh, "messiah," and it's important for us. As we're going to get into some some different texts today for meditation purposes and hopefully unpack uh, a little bit about them and, and talk about them, is to remember that Messiah is one of those churchy words. We don't really hear it in in other places and other ways. You know, it's not one that like from the bus stop that somebody kind of randomly says that someone was the Messiah, depending on where you are, maybe. Um, but. Uh, what we want to understand is when we talk about Jesus, we talk about Jesus Christ, that Christ is a title. And Christ is the Greek translation of Messiah, which is a Hebrew word, which means anointed one. And the anointed one is the king. That's what the anointed one would be, that they, they are the king. That, that, you know, in the days of David, that David was the anointed one because he was the king. Right. Now, I, I think it is important to note that you definitely didn't do that inbox thing on purpose. That's one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's, it is one of those words. And it's one of those words that we, we say. And it's one of those words that we sing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even when we say Jesus, sing the song, Jesus Messiah, right? We're saying Jesus Christ or, or more so maybe Jesus the Christ. Right. Or um, King Jesus. Or King Jesus. That's it, it, right. What we're saying. And it's funny because... You know, I think a lot of us understand the, the title aspect of it, but I think, you know, we may have mentioned a different time earlier. When you grow up as a kid, you know, you just think Christ is probably his last name. Right. Way, you know, it's like Ben Foreman, Dan Foreman, Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, it's funny because then you learn, like, oh, well, the Christ family is a big family. But right. that's not, his, it's not, his, big, that's not his, his last name, right? It's, it's a title. And, and it's a sacred title. It's an important title. Absolutely. And that's why you see the veracity surrounding it right in jesus interactions that you know like for him you know uh, we talked about on sunday that you know we live in a culture where it's pretty commonplace 
you know, I would say for the average person, frankly, if you hear the word Christ outside, you know, especially outside of a church service, it's taking, you know, the name in vain. Yes. And, uh, you know, so for us, it's just like, oh, well, if Jesus said he was the Christ, well, so what? Big deal. You know, if he was, if you don't think that he is, then like, why would you let that wreck your day? Um, right. But right. for them, it was like, it was mega important, like the most important, like, how can you say such a thing if you're not that? Right. And, and you know, when we get into um, uh, one of the passages later, we're going to unpack that further. But so here's the thing that we have to recognize when it comes to this term Messiah and Christ and, and King is that we have to, as believers, as followers of Jesus, as that and know that personally. So the first passage we're in is Matthew chapter 16, verses 16 through 18. And this is a pretty familiar passage for if you grew up in the church. It says, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah. Your translation might say you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church in the gates of Hades, will not overcome it. And what I want us to kind of focus in on, on that particular uh, passage, is when Jesus says to him, blessed are you, that this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, it's not just that it's been a person that's brought this to you, but by my Father in heaven. Mm. And for for us, you know, when you think about when you came to know Jesus, and I certainly hope that, that that's part of your story of the time when you came to know him, you know, somebody likely was teaching you from the Bible or introducing you to Jesus through your own life and testimony. And so you you got introduced that way. But God, through the power of Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit, reveals himself to us. Right. And that's how we know him in a personal way. And that's such an important part of our journey, not just that we know about Jesus because of the things people have said about him or that we've heard or learned about him, but that we know him. Right. And I think it's so important to understand the difference, right? And, uh, uh, you know, I think maybe you did a, a series on this, and I know you're familiar with the book of Not a Fan by yes. Kyle Eidelman, right? And there's a difference really between, like, you know, I can know about, well, put it this way, like, you know, like uh, I had, uh, there were some kids in my office yesterday, and they were looking over, I've got a little... Uh, hockey figurine thing that's over here and they were looking at why do you have so many of you know I've got a lot obviously I'm a Maple Leafs fan I have lots of Maple Leafs but then I have three or four that are just Wayne Gretzky and like why do you have Wayne Gretzky and I said well he's a great one he's the you know the greatest hockey player of all time and, and you know you could rattle off all these impressive stats like that if he had never even scored a goal in the National Hockey League he would still be the all-time points leader and and all these things and you know I know a lot about Wayne Gretzky, uh, but I don't know him, right? Right, and and that's the thing is we want to understand that in church, that you know you can. It's important for us to know our Bibles and to know about Jesus, and you want to understand what you believe. But the relationship is such a big part. You know, it reminds me of a story of so when I was uh, working with Maritime Christian College. Uh, you know, we have these student trips, and and one of the trips was to New York City. And while we were there, we went to the Cloisters Museum and we had a special tour with this gal 
who was a accomplished historian and her you know major focus was Jesus and so it was really really neat to to hear from her and she had all you know these historical stories and artifacts and proofs and you know even for her to just say, you know, when people, you know, whatever you think about Jesus, when people say, oh, I don't believe in Jesus, as in, I don't believe he existed, it's just a foolish thing to say, because we know the historical person of Jesus, and he did claim to be God. Um, now, she made it very clear on the tour, too, that she did not believe, like, in a, you know, that Jesus was God, or that you know, she didn't believe in God and she, you know, had no attachment. And it was just, we kind of talked about it afterwards, how heart-wrenching it was mm -hmm. to encounter this woman who knew so much. I mean, more than really anybody I know, uh, knew so much about Jesus, but did not know him. Mm -hmm. Right. Just, just startling, right? Because that's, that's, the thing. And that's kind of the premise of, I'm not a fan. Kyle Edelman has that story where he talks about that he had a Jesus poster up in his room right next to a Michael Jordan poster, right? right. He's a fan of Michael Jordan and a fan of Jesus. And that's not the that's not the place we want to be. And I know that you've shared that story with me before on, on different occasions, and it always it always impacts me to think about that. Because I mean, look, you and I are I think fair to say we're Bible guys. You know, love the Bible, love to be in the Word, love to know, and, and sometimes we've got to be careful that we're not so focused on our own knowledge mm. and and more focused on our relationship with Jesus. Even in the realm of worship, we want to be sure, you know, we're singing to God, not just about Him. Right. Maybe it's not just about how we bring God, we're singing to God, we're worshiping Him. And, you know, but at the same time, I don't want to discount saying, well, it doesn't really matter how much you know or anything like that, because we want to know what it is we're saying, which kind of brings us into our next passage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Matthew 22, uh, 41 and 46, and we were going through this narrative on Sunday, uh, starting in verse 41, says, Now while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them a question, saying, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David. He said to them, How is it then that David in the Spirit calls him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how is he his son? And no one was able to answer him a word, nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. Right. And so, now look, when we unpack this on Sunday, how sometimes we'll read through Psalms and be like, that was a beautiful song. No idea what it meant, but I really liked it. Really pretty verse. You know? And... That can have, look, this is, however much you read the Psalms, this is Matthew. Like if, a lot of times somebody is even going to set out, like, I'm going to read, you know, start reading my Bible. Like, Matthew is a lot of times where you start just going, like, okay, we're just going to read the New Testament. Like, I would say Matthew and Genesis are probably the two main starting points that people have. And so you think about how many times have you read a passage like this, the average person, the average Bible reader, right? and just go through that and say, okay, quoting that Psalm, if you know that's the Psalm, the Lord said to my Lord, said to my right hand. Yeah. And and you know, we'll you know, say, oh, wow, well, Jesus says some strange things sometimes. Yeah. And then, and then on they go. It's like, oh, they were, you know, and the Pharisees must be confused by it too. That must be why they didn't ask him any more questions. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that you hear. And and again, you know, as far as Psalms go, 
you know, we've, we talked about how Psalm 23 is probably the most familiar one that you know, but this Psalm here is the most quoted in the whole New Testament. So if you're someone, and I think a lot of Christians are, who does most of their reading in the New Testament, this is the one that you're going to encounter. And I think that you're going to encounter it enough that, you know, if your, if your reaction is, oh man, Jesus says some strange things sometimes, um, you ought to stop and think, I don't, I don't know that. What, is he, yeah. what does he mean? Why were the Pharisees confused? And, uh, and do some digging. And of course, you know, we, we did some digging on, on Sunday and, and there's some digging that gets done in that chapter of Core 52, um, talking about, you know, the Lord said to my Lord, and these are different Hebrew words, right? right? So we have Yahweh, the Lord God, uh, said to my Lord, Adonai. And Adonai um, is certainly a word that, that they used for God, um, mm -hmm. but it was also the earthly term for Lord or master Lord. as well. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, where identification is being made and claims are being made. Right. And this is where their Jesus uses their trap against them because they've got to be careful about how they speak about this. Right. You know? Because they're talking about the Messiah. Like we said before, it's, it's a big deal. You, cause they could talk about the Messiah out of turn and they could be torn to pieces just the same. Yes, that's right. And so, so they have to be careful with it. That's part of, you know, and what Jesus is really showing and what they super don't like is that they don't understand. Yes. And, you know, it's, and, and again, that, that's part of, and why, you know, no one dare ask him any more questions. Okay. So there's two things going on here. One, you don't want to speak out of turn about the Messiah, but they don't want to lose, like they're already losing ground to Jesus. <laughs> and so, you know, it, you get stumped, uh, and it's a it's it's not a good look, right? And they don't they don't want that to happen again if they're going to take this guy down. And what you and I kind of need to take from that as well is that you know we need to be mindful of our own ego and pride and our Bible knowledge too, hmm. right? Because the Pharisees there, you know, they get trapped because they are so like, well, I'm. I know the Bible so well, nobody knows it as well as I do. Right. And sometimes we won't, you know, go over a passage where, when we're like, especially in a Bible study setting or things like that, because we don't want to say like, you know what? I've read that passage a number of times and I don't know that I've ever stopped to think about what does that actually mean? Yeah. Because we don't want to look like we don't know. And man, I'll tell you what, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from a humble professor, Dale Lyman, and it's just two words. He said, respect ambiguity. Which was sometimes the best answer you can give is I don't know. No, yeah, especially if that's the truth. That's right. And so you say, hey, let's let's look at something that answers aren't there. They're certainly no. there. But look, the more digging you do, that's the beautiful thing too with God's word. Is the more digging you do, I mean, you're never going to hit the bottom. No, and and the thing is too, and I was having a conversation about this yesterday. Actually, somebody asked me something. Uh, about an obscure passage that I said, look, I'm going to have to look, I'm going to have to look that up. I, I do not know. And I can't speak about it off the top of my head. But what we were talking about too, is how many times you can read a passage. I mean, you can read a passage a thousand times and on the thousand and first time, all of a sudden there's something new that pops up that you didn't think about or a question that you might have. Uh, it just, it just shows what a living document this is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that brings us to uh, the last passage, which is 
very similar. It's, it's quoted in Psalm again. And so it's in Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 34. And this is where Peter is preaching, and it's showing what he has learned. And it shows also the understanding that he had about this event that we see in Matthew. Right. So in verse 34, it says, For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Right. So in chapter 22 of Matthew, Jesus is establishing himself as Messiah with this passage. Because the Lord said to my Lord, like David is neither of these characters. Right. right. David is telling the story. And so he's using it as a proof. And at this point, Peter is alluding to it as proof. Right. right. He's saying, see, this is what makes him the Messiah. Because this, this quotation is where he's, he's preaching to the people who are being confronted with the fact that they've waited so long for the Messiah, he showed up and they killed him. And their response, you know, he says this, you know, in verse 36, it picks it up. And he says, you know, they, they, when they heard this, they were like, oh my, like, what do we do? They were cut to the heart, it says. Right, and, then, and, and that's what he says, let all Israel be assured of this, that God made this Jesus, who you crucified, right. both Lord and Messiah, both Adonai right. and the Anointed One, both Lord and King. Right. Whom you crucified. Now, we have talked at different times. I don't know if we've talked about it in this podcast. I, we probably have. I don't have a great memory for keeping track of what I say to whom or who I say to what. Neither of those are good sentences. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, we, we talk often about the need to put yourself in the story, right? When, you, when we hear Bible narratives, you know, you, you always want to put yourself in the mix, uh, right. to, to relate with a story. And what we sometimes do mistakenly is that you never want to do is put yourself in the, you know, the hero spot. That's not you. You know, if, if you're reading a Jesus narrative, you are, that's not who you are in the story. That's right. Right. And so in this one, you know, I think we might like to be Peter, you know, especially if, you know, you're a preacher or whatever, but that's not who we are. Um, we're, we're the people, right, who were cut to the heart. The people who were in need of a savior. And I think that that's something that sometimes, somehow we miss, right? That we talk about being saved or, or whatnot. But I don't think that we often have a, a, a good appreciation for being in an unsaved state where we live in North America. We have the things that we need for, for nourishment and, and shelter and, and all these things. Um, but we're people that need, need to be saved, need salvation, just like those people uh, you know, who were present for Peter's words. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we our, our response, uh, or especially you don't know the Lord, response is, is still the same. Yep. So, you know, what, what do we do? We repent, we acknowledge that we need a Savior, and then we, the way that we say yes to Jesus, we yield to the waters of baptism. He says, repent and be baptized every one of you. You will, uh, you know, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's what's ultimately going to kill you today. Absolutely. And I think it's good, you know, I mean, obviously in, in our branch of, of faith, you know, Acts 2.38 is, is, a, is a big one we go back to over and over again. And, and I'd be remiss if I didn't, you know, point out too, like there are lots of passages that have to do with salvation, and this is not an exhaustive list. Right. Um, you know, so it's, you know, well, what about believe? Well, of course, 
you would have to believe, you know, and, confess, and, right? and, and all these things, right? Yes. And the idea of confessing Christ as Savior, there's all these, there's all these elements and they're all important. Even if you just find a passage uh, like in Romans 10 that says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Oh, mm -hmm. does that mean I don't have to repent? Does that mean I don't right. have to believe? Of course right. it doesn't. Of course right. it doesn't. Um, you know, a big thing that we're wanting to push uh, in this podcast, you know, we've talked about the importance of relationship with Jesus. And then there's also the importance of, the, you know, we don't want to dismiss what we know. Uh, because right. what we know informs what we believe. And it's important to have a good working knowledge of these steps uh, to salvation as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's that's why knowing who the Messiah is and knowing him matters. That's right. Because here's the thing. Is like, you know, there's a difference between like, you know, something that I've learned and I wrote my book report in grade three and say the snowshoe hare lives in the Arctic or even when you want to go back to that, you know, grade three book report, there's a big difference between that and, hey, this is my friend Greg. He's my best friend. He lives over here and he likes this. And I like, it's not like I'm like wooden because I know about him. Right. It's I'm excited because I know him and I want you to know him. Right. And so... Yeah, that, that that's a perfect bow on it. And, you know, I I don't even need to uh, acknowledge that, you know, in the third grade, you could not read, nor did you have friends. Uh, uh, that's very hurtful. Yes. Yeah, you need to repent. Yeah, uh, there, I, that, that's it. See, it's always that repentance. It just keeps going. That's that's working you know. out for salvation. And <laughs> sanctification will be another Bible word for another Bible day. Right. Uh, listen, it's it's so good to unpack this stuff and to have these conversations Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I certainly uh, learn and, and grow and, and benefit from it. And, uh, you know, and I know you do every time we talk. And yeah, yeah. And, so, <laughs> and, and look, I, I hope that if you're you know out there uh, listening or, or watching or some variation of the two that, uh, I, you know, hopefully you get a chance to laugh along with us and be a part of our conversation. And, and I hope that you get to learn along with us. Because uh, we're still learning and growing and working out all this, all this as well, and it 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 never stops. You know, you you might look at uh, at your preacher and say like, "Oh man, like you know, I can't wait till I or I hope that someday I'll have it as figured out, like all figured out, like he does." And I promise you, uh, you know, if if Dan or or Ben is your preacher, we don't have it figured out. No matter who, if Rick Warren is your preacher, uh, you know, it's. It's always growing, always learning, and always deepening uh, your connection with, with Jesus the Messiah. Absolutely. And so, look, I, I hope that, that you've taken some things from this, and I uh, hope that you take some time uh, today and meditate over those passages. And uh, Ben, why don't, you, uh, why don't you finish this off with, uh, with a word of prayer? I'd love to. Let's pray together. Uh, our great God and Father, we thank you so much for Jesus Messiah, Jesus the Christ, and for salvation. Lord, that when we were still enemies of you, when we could not save ourselves, uh, you sent your son, you sent your best. And Lord, it's it's just this impossible thing to think about of, of sending a son. Uh, but that's the kind of love that you have reached out to us with. And Lord, I do pray that uh, as we know about you, that also, Lord, we would know you. 
and that even those of us who know you would continue to strive to know you better and to know you more. And Father, I just pray that uh, if anyone out there today is is praying along with us and, and listening along with us, Lord, and has not claimed you as Savior, that they would recognize their need to be Savior and that they would uh, just follow those steps, Lord, that they would, uh, like like an axe, they would say, what shall we do? And then they would look to your word and look to people around them, Lord, to help them guide uh, them to you in a life-saving way. I pray a blessing on each one in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, Dan, thanks again for your time, and we will see and hear and whatever else, everybody, next week. All right.